Welcome back, Rangers fans. Say it again. Welcome back, Rangers fans. Yes, welcome back. Jago, Jago. Jago, Jago, congratulations. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, Hi, everybody. It has been a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what happened? Uh, you decided to put us wait. on the shelf. I didn't decide anything. You you decided to because you are the man behind the glass, and you decided to put us on the shelf for a while. Oh, okay, Francesca, you all right? There. Yeah, you like that. You like the little people are yeah. like it's quiet. Yeah, I just yeah. Uh, you, know. you gotta remember this is an audio thing, not a visual thing. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I see me. Oh, all right, Rangers. All right, we're back. It's been a while. I know I've had a couple of people that have been like, what the hell happened? A lot has happened. A lot has happened for a variety of things. A lot has happened for us, and a lot has happened for the Rangers. And obviously, all you care about is the Rangers, so that's what we're going to talk about. As we're closing in on the playoffs, um, We we the last time we talked... <laughs> uh, <laughs> was back on October twelfth of twenty twenty two, and uh, I would say that was the day uh, we recapped the, opening night. I was gonna say that was uh, the night after I was at the garden. Yeah, we recapped opening night, um, and then I got sick fairly quickly after that, and things you know holidays and all that stuff, and things never really got back on track. But here we are. We've been we've been kind of kicking this around for for about a month or so. Uh, trying to get back under the uh, back behind the mics, and we finally were able to do it. And great timing, obviously, because the, the Rangers are rolling. And uh, what what is it, eight one and one, or eight one and one, or something in their last nine? Something um, like that. Yeah. You know the rain. Uh, you know, right in the the middle of the battle of the Metropolitan Division, which has really one team that I think is kind of floundering in the Carolina Hurricanes, and then it has. Two teams, the Devils, who have been a freaking surprise as all hell. Um, the Devils and the Rangers uh, uh, slugging it out here in, in the Metropolitan. And uh, it's setting up potentially for a, a, an absolutely ridiculous opening round matchup of the playoffs, which we'll, we'll touch on in a little bit. But, um, look, this was an interesting season. This season to me, I, I know last year we talked, you know, we had a lot of people on the show, um, a lot of different guests throughout the year. And we talked about the vibes of this team. And of course, you know, Drury goes out at the deadline and makes all the moves that he did and, and pulled just about every right trigger that you could possibly do uh, in all the moves that he made. You know, talking about Vetrano, Cop, uh, Mott, uh, even even Braun on defense for depth. Uh, I, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but, um, you know, kind of, kind of uh, made up for a bit with the Buchnevich debacle of a trade. And then the offseason came, and, and I, you know, there was the worry of what, what were the Rangers going to do because you knew they couldn't re-sign all those guys. Um, you knew they were going after, you know, Vinny Trocek, who I think has fit in really well, um, brings a different a, a different style than than uh, than Cop, obviously. Better centerman, you know, point blank. Um, more utility knife style of guy. I, I don't know. Maybe to a degree. But – this team really was lacking that identity 
um, and, and really that like fun vibe for a while. Um, and then, you know, and, we, and, we, and Nick and I had talked about this throughout the season. We're like, you know, the fourth line doesn't do anything. Like, Sammy Blay just never, never fit. It never worked. Um, and I know people are like, oh, he's gone to St. Louis, and now he's like, <laughs> he's scoring goals. He's, you know, dangling through the, dangling himself out on breakaways and, and doing all kinds of crap. Well, you know, whatever. It, it is what it is. Um, and, you know, you look at, you, you look at um, what the team was kind of lacking was really that depth after the third line in, in the fourth, the fourth line. And, and honestly, in the top six on the, on the wing. Um, and we get to, you know, the, the pickup, they, they go out and they pick up Tarasenko, um, which has been, Money. I, I love Tarasenko. I love everything Tarasenko has brought since he since he came over from St. Louis. I didn't realize it, and maybe this is because of Western Conference thing, but I didn't realize that Tarasenko kind of plays plays a little bit with an edge. I never noticed that before in his in his style. Um, it's been really kind of fun to see. Uh, you know, you, you you've seen the the emergence and the kind of explosion of Philip Heedle. Um, you know, and then. You're sitting there and you're going, all right, well, you know, what else can the Rangers do? Well, now, you know, now they've got a little bit of a flexibility. They can shift players down. You know, unfortunately, they, Ryan Reeves, they move on. They trade him to Minnesota, which, which, which sucks who, to lose him. Who, he now becomes a goal-scoring machine. Who, yeah, he's now scoring goals and making himself almost pass out from smelling salts. I don't know if you saw that video, which was absolutely hilarious. That, that video was very funny. But I love Ryan Reeves, and, and, and I think he's a, he's a great – He's he's one of those like locker room guys. He's not a great player, but I think he kind of flies under the radar. And I think Jake Hahn told us that you know when he was on last year, you know, he talked about like you know Ryan Reeves has got some sneaky hands, um, not just on the fighting side, but with with the puck too that you don't really realize because you don't really pay attention to, to all the things. But anyways, the Rangers go out and make the splash. They get Patrick Kane, and now it's like holy crap! Like here we go! Like we're loading up again. Um. Because there was a lot of things where he's sitting there going like, geez, could this team maybe take a step back? Could they fall back a bit? And it's not unreal. It wasn't unrealistic to say after having a, a really great run that they did last year. <clears throat> but they go out and they get Patrick Kane. You know, it takes a little bit of time to get going. But, man, this team is rolling right now. Well, it's also, it's almost like, you know, when you play skeleton roster for, you know, almost two weeks – and you have no practice time that and you get a guy who's played in the same city for almost 18 years that it'll take some time to you know get everybody adjusted you mean the guy it's crazy adjustments we don't need adjustments who who needs adjustments well yeah i I mean patrick can you need a little bit of adjustment and and now he's you know now he's in there and he's they're looking good like I like the flexibility. I like the depth that the lineup now has. And you, you talk about going into the playoffs with guys like Kane and Tarasenko. You know, Kane, obviously, the the most experienced, you know, on a team now um, by far, you know, with all his tenure in Chicago with the Cups and, and all of that. I but hate you, technology. <laughs> 
but you have um well we didn't miss a beat so don't worry about it um you have you have kane with with all his experience you know the one of the He's gonna he's gonna be the, the greatest American scoring player of all time, you know. He's 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 closing in on Mike Madonna now. Um, you know, you have Tarasenko who has a lot of playoff. You know, he has the Stanley Cup, but he also has he has you know deep playoff runs, and he's got some disappointing playoffs uh, where you know just teams that should have gone further that you know ran into say a Chicago. You know Patrick Kane, Chicago Blackhawks team, or you know other teams that just you know got past them. But again, guy with a lot of experience, and you add that to the lineup, you bring back Tyler Mott, which was a huge move, I, I think, in, in my opinion, because I think that just kind of locked up and solidified your lineup from one through four. Um, and Igor is starting to be more like Igor, and not only that, Halak has been just about lights out. Since his opening, you know, I, I, the, the numbers that were out, and I meant to save the the tweet, but the numbers that were out earlier were were wild. Like his numbers in the beginning of the season, I think the first eight games that he played in were atrocious. I mean, it was almost like we're sitting there going, "We want Igor back," or I'm sorry, we want uh, Georgie back. And no. then you get to you get to where I never listen. I don't care how bad Yarrow was in the beginning. I don't care how bad Yarrow was in the beginning. I never wanted Georgie back. Never, ever, 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 ever did I want Georgie back. But, like, he was playing really bad. He was playing really bad. And he's turned around. He's turned around. So, you know, Igor, was Igor going to replicate, or was it fair to say he's going to replicate last season? No, it was a historic one for a reason. Uh, but he's starting to play really good. And outside of, you know, just kind of having a, a, a game against Carolina the other night where you just kind of threw it away, the Rangers have been freaking rolling. And it's exciting as all hell. I'm, I'm really excited to get the playoffs going. I, I really am. And I, I'm really curious to see how the season I am goes. too because – I can't wait to curb stop the Devils. Yeah, I'm curious, you know, and that's and that's the thing. Like, you, you know, hats off to the Devils. All right, I hate the Devils. I hate the Devils. I, I hate them. I, probably the only, I mean, I can't stand. You know, naturally cannot stand the Islanders. The Flyers are probably the only other team that I just absolutely have a great disdain for. Um, but damn, the Devils have come around like. You can't deny how good Jack Hughes is. I mean, you can't. You can't deny that a lot of the pieces that they have now on that roster are are, are doing great. But people like a lot of these people are. It's it's really stupid where people are like, oh, Jack Hughes is better than Capo Caco, as if the wow. Rangers passed off on Jack Hughes like they had the option to pass up on Jack Hughes. No, Jack Hughes went one. Capo Caco went two. Jack Hughes went into a position where the Devils had nothing. And he was able to slot right into basically top line on everything. Kapokako is taking a little bit of time to develop. <clears throat> it's it's like it's not a really fair comparison. And it's kind of the same thing, like even with like Lafreniere and so, oh, Lafreniere and Stutzla. It's it's not the same situation. But you know what? Come playoff time, the kid line has been money. And damn they were money. They looked like playoff kid line the other night. 
well, against I was going to say against Florida, they were literally the Rangers' best line. Yeah, and it got to the point. Usually, you don't like Joe Micheletti won't really talk about it, but it was the like the Rangers were playing so poorly that Micheletti even noted, you know, Gallant's now just he's using the kids like they they'll go out for a forty five second shift and they'll sit on the bench for one shift. And then they'll be back. He was almost double shifting them. Yeah, that um, that first uh, um, that first the first period sucked. Was awful. The the beginning of the second period wasn't much better, and then all of a sudden it took Kako scoring, and then yeah, and, and the kids took over. The kids took over, and. Laffern, yeah, that goal, that pass by Truba was gorgeous. Yep. And and look, I know people will dog Truba, and you can dog him all you want. Mika Zibanejad is the most valuable player on the Rangers. I don't think there's a question on that. Well, it's funny. I actually got a question from somebody asking who we think is the Rangers MVP this season. I I, I think I mean so, so, I mean you you have to say Mika Zibanejad. So, wait, wait, well, wait. You can make an argument there, for pal. Jacob Truba. You could make that argument. I will say, since the helmet toss, yeah, since, since Truba threw the helmet, because people Largely forget different team. the Rangers were a sinking ship it, when Truba threw his helmet against Chicago. Like, to the point where people were wondering, should they actually fire Gallant? Yeah. I mean, the team was kind of stumbling. They were spiraling for a, for a bit there. Yeah, Things well, were, we were not there. going well. We were there against Edmonton when they uh, blew a three uh, nothing lead in the third yeah, period, and that was like that what, was... like the third time in recent games that that had happened. It was like really we're doing this again. We're blo- even though that game they got screwed. I mean, let's be honest, they did get screwed in that game by the refs. But true, the the point going is that the team needed something. They needed a spark, and they got a bit of it. I mean, they they went like what was it, like twelve one or something, twelve zero and one or twelve one and two. Or something in that stretch after the helmet, and it was like, geez. But I think you saw, like, you saw what you saw a captain unlike a captain that the Rangers have had for a while. Ryan Callahan was a was a very good, possibly great captain for the Rangers. Did things, you know, kind of the hard, the hard, the honest way, like a John Tortorella guy. Truba, Truba does what old hockey heads will say. He drags his team into the fight. Right. He's he's that kind of like, I'm not flashy. I'm going to get it done. It's going to be hard. It's going to be in your face. I'm not going to back down from anything. He doesn't back down from anything. And you know what? He he sets up some pretty good stuff. Now, is there a defensive deficiency there? Yeah, sure. I mean, there is. But at the same time, you can, you can toss it around and say, Keandre, like, well, I, I'll be I'll be honest. Since the All Star break, Keandre Miller has not been the Keandre Miller he was pre All Star break. Yeah, he's had a bit of he's had a bit of a rough a rough patch. Um, but again, I mean, but I will say yes, and I agree with you, and I hate agreeing with you. Uh, I really do. It bothers me. I will agree. Mika Zibanejad is the Rangers MVP, and I think a close. I I truly believe this. A close second is Ryan Lindgren. As good as. Adam Fox yeah. is Ryan Lindgren as is good as Keandre Miller. Yeah, he's the key Ryan to the Miller. Uh, Ryan Lindgren, not Ryan Miller. Jesus, it's like, okay. I, 
Yeah, not that guy. America's that guy who, goalie MVP? Who I think is the most overrated, one of the most overrated goalies I've ever seen. I just think you think American um, goalies are overrated, period. But No, I like Mike Richter, but Mike Richter was overrated. So, it's right, just, so anyways, it is what it is. Yeah, Ryan Lindgren, yeah, absolutely. With Without a doubt, Ryan Lindgren is, is an in. He's the most important defensive piece on the team. I don't think this is without. I, I think that's without question. And if he's playing the whole season, yeah, you probably make the argument that he is the MVP. Or maybe because he's missed time, you're sitting there going, he is the MVP because well, they look vastly I, I different without him there. I'll say this too. Look, you <clears throat> notice the difference when Lindgren's playing in Fox's game as opposed to when Lindgren's not playing. Yeah, there is a difference. Fox is, a, a, difference. Fox is a completely different defenseman. When Lindgren is paired with him and when he's not. When he's not, Fox does not take the chances offensively. Like, you look, since this stretch, this 13, 14-game stretch, since Lindgren got hurt in Washington, Fox is not putting up points. A big reason why Adam Fox is able to do the things he does is because he's confident that Ryan Lindgren can bail him out if he gets caught. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. You you know it's it, it now look I'm not saying it's the exact same thing but it's literally Brian Leach with Jeff Bukaboom. Yeah, they're the perfect complement for each other. The absolute perfect they, complement for each other. They are peanut butter and jelly. They are they are like you and I on the podcast. That is true. Facts can't. Yeah, I mean it's it's literally like can't stop, won't stop. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, like you, you know can't, <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do the pod, Like we can't do the podcast with. Yeah, it's just that's how it is. Um, yeah. But you know, on the defensive side, I did want to mention this before we start. Before we jump into the final part of today's episode, um, I really like Mikola. I like Mikola I, I, I like, too. I, I I like Mikola. He's got that like. He's got that like finish. Like Dave Maloney said, like that finish, like snarl, like where he, he's just hard nosed, and he's just yeah. looking for it. Like every time that there's a play around the net, he's just looking for it. Well, not even around the net. You know where I really notice him on certain plays? When pucks go into the corner, like, I, I, I've noticed a lot with him. When pucks go into the corner, that's where he really looks to to mess with somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got no I, fear. There's no fear. There's no, no backing down from him. He's no. he, And it's a good compliment, and it's a good piece to have. You know, I mean, even Ben Harper. Ben Harper has done as good as you could want with having Ryan Lindgren out of the lineup, like the team could literally have fallen apart. That's how important Look, Ryan Lindgren is. This could have been last year with Patrick Nemeth in the lineup. Everybody remember that? Yeah, or Jared Tenorti, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, like no, thank uh, you. Y'all, y'all remember watching Nemeth, who was literally the Pittsburgh Penguins MVP for most of that season? <laughs> trying to give them the opening like, round of the playoffs. Literally trying to hand the game over to the, the series over to Pittsburgh. So. I, I you, the Rangers could do much worse than Ben Harper as their seventh defenseman and Nico Mikola as their sixth defenseman. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree. And all right, with the playoffs fast approaching, we've got some games still left. The Rangers got three games this week. Um, two, I no, they have four games this week. Are they playing? Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday? Yeah, but that's. No, that and listen. Right. It turns right, fantasy hockey. It turns to fantasy hockey. Well, that is true. It turns to fantasy hockey. Yeah, because yeah. like, I'm gonna need that Sunday. Because <laughs> I'm 
I'm actually going to be in D.C. on Sunday. That's right. Yeah, they're playing Washington and, on Sunday. Uh, so they've got the Blue Jackets. Tuesday night at the Garden. Tuesday night at the Garden. Then they've got, they go across the river to Newark to play the Devils. Then they go up to Buffalo. Um, that's going to be an interesting back-to-back. I don't, I don't know what you, Buffalo's a hard read right now because Buffalo was really in the thick of it and in the battle, and then they just start getting blown apart. Um the Devils game is going to be. That's going to be a I, huge. I think berserk. I think that game's the, going to be berserk. The Rangers win tomorrow. Uh, they win Tuesday night against Columbus, and if Carolina loses, and let's say New Jersey loses, it uh, makes things real I, interesting. Come Thursday, Friday, it'll make things interesting Thursday because the Rangers then will be right in the thick of not only taking over the second spot in the Metro, they could we'll possibly jump strike up it first. Yeah, they could wind up jumping and taking the Metro here. And they could have a possible, you know, like you said, you got the you got the Capitals. I mean, we'll be we'll be back. So we'll have four games to recap next next week. But after that, you've got the Tampa Bay Lightning who are kind of, you know, it's Tampa Bay. I'm not going to take Tampa, anything from Tampa Bay. But Tampa, Tampa has, is. they've known since Christmas that they were playing Toronto in round yeah. one. But then you've got you know you've got the the St. Louis Blues who are just opening the floodgates and letting goals in, but they they're also scoring as well. They got Columbus again, and then Buffalo. There's a lot of opportunity to pick up points. There's a lot of opportunities to pick up points here in the next two weeks, and then you've got Toronto that you close out your season on. Which who knows? Toronto already knows they got the second seed. They're not going anywhere else. They're not falling to third. They've got enough of a cushion on Tampa. You know, Tampa pretty much has enough of a cushion themselves. Um, so is Toronto going to be dressing in Austin Matthews? Are they going to be playing a lot of their guys? Who knows? You know, depending on where we are, you know, I personally, if I'm the Rangers, I would like to get number one. I want to win the division. That's just I, me. Yeah, I, I, would, I would much rather. I would much win. rather play the Devils in round two <laughs> rather than round one, maybe. I mean, they don't scare me, but I would rather go up. I would rather face uh, an Islander or a Pittsburgh team in the first round than the Devils. Oh, God. Could you imagine if the Rangers play the Islanders first round and then the well, Devils the round division, two? If they win the division. No, I, no I, I know, but could you imagine that? I know. Rangers play. Cardiac playoffs. Oh, my cardiac, God. Because you know the series. You know they're not going to run over the Islanders. They're just not. I think they're I think they're far better than the Islanders and the Penguins, but you just know just by the nature of things, you know the series is going to go. You know it's going to go like at least six. I would rather play Pittsburgh round one than play the Islanders. Uh, yeah, I probably would prefer it, but you know right now as it sits, Be, well, just because of goaltender matchups, I'd rather I'd rather. Oh yeah, I'd rather it. against Pittsburgh's goaltending and their defense, which is which is hurt. Yeah. But right now, as it sits, Carolina does have a game in hand on both the Devils and the Rangers. Uh, they're three but points game, up on the Devils. Games in hand only means something if you if win. You win. It's true, and they're they're, you know, look the the Ranger the Devils in Carolina are five hundred in their last ten, basically. Um, the the Hurricanes are sitting at one hundred three. The Devils at one hundred. Rangers four points behind there at ninety six. So a bit of a stretch to get to number one, but they can make up a lot of that ground this week. Um, 
You know, and then you look on the other side. I mean, Boston is just fucking run away with it. I mean, it's ridiculous what Boston is doing. But I almost feel like Boston is right for like a first round. I was just going to say, Boston (laughs) is right. They are right for the picking for a first round exit. They're they're, they're playing. It's so ridiculous watching them. Um, And then you got Toronto, 97, Tampa, 90. The wild card is starting to kind of thin out. Florida keeps shooting themselves in the foot. They've lost three in a row here. Um, And even though they've lost three in a row, they're still only, well, I think three point, yeah, three points back of Pittsburgh, four points back of the Islanders. Buffalo is, I mean, Buffalo and Washington, I think, are, are out. I don't, I don't know if they can make up the ground. Um, six points back, both of them of of Pittsburgh, seven of the Islanders. So they would have to go on tears, even though Buffalo's won two in a row. Um, but they would have to go on a on a on a screamer here, really, in order to get in there. Uh, so it's 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 making it it's making it out to be an interesting run uh the end of the way and like i said this schedule this week for the rangers is a potential good one there's six points there that the rangers the or there's four points that the rangers should well actually no i'll say six because counting the washington game on sunday the rangers should come out of this week with six points at you're least saying points. too many numbers right now they've got four games Eight possible points. The Rangers should come out of this six of eight. <laughs> I mean, you're signing up for that. Hell, I say let's go eight for eight. I want eight for eight, but screw it. If you're gonna, I if want you're gonna, all the points. Yeah, I mean, you want every point, but if you come out of the week with six out of eight <laughs> points, you're sitting there going, you know what? You're you're feeling pretty damn good about it, especially because the following week, your schedule is a bit lighter. But uh, two more back-to-backs. God, he's damn back-to-backs. I hate him. But, all right. So, next week, we're recapping all the action. Um, Columbus, the Devils, Buffalo, and, of course, the Capitals. Last matchups with those those uh, two teams. We get the Blue Jackets one more time, the Sabres one more time before the season's over. Um, next year, if you're listening and you're interested, because we may have some available, uh, 30 on Broadway, we'll have season tickets at the Garden. So if you're looking for tickets yeah. and you're hearing, just uh, know we know a guy. Because we are that guy. Yeah. But yeah, you can catch our podcast everywhere. We're back up on Apple. Uh, we are now uh, part, you know, independent under under different hosting and, and all that, but we should be everywhere. I know we're on Google, Apple, and all that, all that jazz, so uh, thank you to those who reached out and been like, hey, where you guys been? What's going on? And thank you for those that are that are listening. We appreciate and love all of you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Poodle.